Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. Welcome back to Badass Women's Hour with me, Harriet Minter, here on Talk Radio and Emma Sexton, Natalie Campbell. And we are lucky enough to have the amazing Charlie Howard in the studio with us too. Woo! <laughs> so this time we were ready. There's no sounds. There's no fanfare. <laughs> so Charlie, before the break, we were talking about your modelling career and where you kind of were two years ago. But I want to bring us up to date now and talk about what's happening with you right now because mm-hmm. you are in the UK to launch your book. I know. Yeah. So tell us what is in the book. If somebody's out there buying it, what can they be expecting to read? Well, this is the book that I would have loved to have read as a teenager because I was a child that had depression, anxiety, eating disorders, OCD, and was just a bit mental. So, (laughs) but these are the kinds of things that I don't think kids talk about and I don't think parents like to talk about. And I think that, you know, people see their kids having OCD and they're like, oh my God, are my kids going to be murderers and that kind of thing. So, um, yes, this talks about mental health and then how, because I didn't deal with that, it led on to quite serious eating disorders and then how I hid behind modelling to cover it and then how how I became a curve model. So a bit of a long journey. How did it feel to talk about all of that and to put it out there really publicly? That's very brave. Um, It was very therapeutic and you know when you when you physically write something in a notepad and then you can you know see it on the page it's kind of like purging all these problems that you may have had and so um yeah tell us a bit about your OCD and kind of what form that took and how that affected your life so my OCD was the obsessively cleansing the germs the you know thinking that you've caught HIV because you've sat on a public toilet seat like literally extremes and that would kind of go up and down up and down and then I began to get this thing called intrusive thoughts which is a form of OCD and it's basically when your brain makes you believe that you've done stuff you haven't done so for example it will tell you this this niggling voice in the back of your head will say to you um you've murdered someone or you know some other extreme cases that I don't think are appropriate to talk on the radio but but it, it can make people it can drive people mad and you know this is the that's the thing that um when there's been murders for example mm-hmm. and people go to the police station saying that they've done it but they haven't actually done it that's what intrusive thoughts are that must have been terrifying yeah it was and i remember like feeling awful for like the some of the things that i'd thought i'd done or you know, from from everything, like being sexually abused, even though I hadn't been sexually abused, and just mm-hmm. things like that. And that used to obviously then freak my parents out because you're thinking, oh my God, has this happened, you know? Um, so that was, that was one form. And then I managed to kind of get a grip of that, but it did 
come and go in various forms like obsessed like thinking that god would punish me for everything because i'd once been to a catholic school and i'd been told that if you um repented your sins and you'd be forgiven so every time i did something wrong i would start to think you know all these things had happened gosh emma Charlie, you seem to have really great like self-awareness in terms of uh, the, you know these um, mental health issues that you've had. How did you get to that? Did you need therapy, or is this sort of just something as you got older you were able to kind of take a, a, a kind of really good hard look at yourself and help change that? How did your journey start to shift that thinking? Well, I am one of those people that that overanalyzes everything, and you know sometimes I just need to take a step back and just go look. Sometimes things happen for a reason not everything has a meaning um but you know I've kind of for for this book for example I I sat down and I really went back in time and I thought okay what led to that and I was like oh my god I remember when I had this OCD and I remember when I had those thoughts and I've tried to block them out because of how weird they were but actually after you know it all builds up and how do you go from so you said it was 2015 when you did your Facebook post yes how do you go from doing a Facebook post yeah that you know obviously hit a nerve went viral to then getting a book deal um well like i said earlier i did um so i wrote the facebook post 2016 i was a straight size model wasn't really getting any work at all because i was too big by this point to do anything i think i got like two three jobs the entire year um was ready to quit again and then 2017 came and i'd actually written a children's book for a smaller publisher and Penguin found out about that and they approached me and I said, look, I'd like to write a book about um, mental health and eating disorders in children because we never talk about it. Great. So, yeah. Um, what has been the feedback from the book so far? So I know that you were launching it earlier this week. Yes. And, yeah. you know, people you have sent out to people, but particularly from your family and friends, it's very personal. What has been their response to it? Well, you know, my mum and dad didn't have any idea that I that I had bulimia. I kept it quiet for such a long time. I was really good at hiding it because that's part of the game yeah. that, you know, anorexia is. So I, um, yeah, I, I kept it very quiet. And I think some things have maybe come as a bit of a shock to some people because it weirds people out sometimes. But on the whole, it's been really positive And I've had some lovely comments from, from girls everywhere. And I think if it just helps one girl, then I would have done my job. <laughs> and you are now taking it even further so it's gone from being just a book and you now have the all woman project as well well i did the all woman project before okay. um but that definitely helped towards doing my book um but it's basically myself and a plus size model wanted to create the images that we wish we'd seen growing up so mm -hmm. we wanted to create images that were high-end but that focus women focused on women sorry of all different shapes sizes colors you know, tattoos, acne, cellulite, stretch marks, all the things that women have, but that are all airbrushed out. Mm -hmm. And what we've proven is that women love these images and that women will still buy clothes from these images and still want to look like the girls in these images, but they don't have to be photoshopped. Amazing. Now, yes. Well, I was just going to ask, are you, when are you starting an agency? <laughs> <laughs> Someone said that to me once. They were like, you should set one up. But I, I don't know if I'd have the bloody, sorry. I don't know if I'd have the... Um, the what? I don't know. It's a very hard so, mate, job. You, you've written a book. <laughs> I mean, you've taken down your agency. You've written a I'll book. Become a politician. You've set up a project. You're an activist. I think the agency is isn't the next step mm. on the rung. I could, Why not? I could do that. It's yeah. been there. Yeah. You've done it. You can do it. You you know 
what needs to change from the agency side, from the from the bookers, from the scouts. I mean, well, that's next very year? kind of you. That's next very kind month? of you. Let's think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it open ended. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to see change? I guess in the industry, but also in the ha- because. 10 years ago modeling pretty much dominated how women saw each, saw themselves it was modeling mm-hmm. it was adverts mm-hmm. now it's instagram it's snapchat it's all the social media the almost the level of controls just aren't there at all yeah do you think that has helped or hindered how women see themselves i think it's really helped actually mm-hmm. and i love being able to go onto my phone a bit too much sometimes but <laughs> i go onto my phone and i can go on and i can see women who have the same body type as me showcasing their bodies and I'm like I'm not a freak and so if young girls are seeing that then that must be a great thing and I think you know now the consumer is in the position to create the media that we want to see and also dictate to people what we want to see which is really interesting we've never ever had that um, ability before unless you wanted to write into a newspaper and be like I didn't like the model you used last week so yeah I mean I think it's really exciting for women and I think it's only going to go up from here. Do you think um, that for young girls, is modelling still aspirational? Is it? Because I remember you when I was 14, 15, it was probably the number one job idea for everyone that I went to school with. I think now they would all say they want to be Instagram stars or entrepreneurs. Or YouTubers or something. YouTubers, yeah. Yeah, I, I do not get YouTube. I find it really hard to get my head around. I don't know why. Um I think that, you know, so much emphasis is put on young girls to look pretty and to be pretty. And we put that value on top of everything else. And I think that a lot of girls would love the chance for, you know, to to be scouted and to be told that they're beautiful and to have that affirmation. But I really would like to hope that we start to get to a point where we start to praise girls for their other qualities. So you're really clever. You're a really great friend. And then eventually, you know, perhaps girls won't want to be models. Perhaps girls want to be activists and they want to go out and they want to save the world and be scientists and all these really amazing jobs. Like I I wish someone had said to me, you could be an astronaut and then maybe I'd be in space. (laughs) I don't know. But the reality is you get to have this conversation and change perception and be an activist because you were a model. Yes, exactly. And because you had the platform. And so it's, it's, you know, it's which evil do you you choose almost? (laughs) Because... Unfortunately, you had to go through this to be able to help other 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 young girls and, and women. Yeah, and, and I am lucky and I do appreciate, you know, that I have been luckier than some people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't had it easier than some people because I have. Um, did you have fun modelling while before it got? Not as much fun as I as I would have as as I thought it would have been no okay. I do I do have fun now I'm really happy now mm. like I can't tell you how much fun it is to go to a job you love doing working with really creative people getting flown around the world etc cetera, etc cetera, and being able to eat a pizza the night before <laughs> like I mean that, my that's my job I <laughs> now that's the dream yeah, yeah, that's the dream <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so my question was similar, really, in terms of what you've just said. Like, you know, you're you're happy to carry on modelling. You're still going to establish your career in, in modelling. So you still see it as a, a viable kind of uh, career and you're still happy. I am happy, but I'm doing it on my own terms. Mm-hmm. And if someone was to say to me, you know what, Charlie, you should lose a bit of weight, I'd be like... <laughs> Go away, politely. <laughs> and I'm sure there are lots of people listening who have struggled with anorexia, bulimia, mm-hmm. other eating disorders. 
what advice could you give to them? What for you is an actionable step or just something you wish you'd known? There is help out there and people Mm -hmm. are willing to listen if you're willing to get better. But people can't get better unless they want it. Mm. So, you know, I've put loads of helplines in the back of the book for anyone struggling, even boys as well, because boys get them too. And so just just think that there is a life where you do not have to be fixated on food and that you can live a life that's happy because I've done it. <laughs> and what are you going to be doing next? What is next for you? Just setting up a modelling agency. Setting up a model <laughs> and then being an astronaut. <laughs> um, I want to write more books. I really want to create, um, keep creating, sorry, books for young girls and, mm. and create strong literary characters like astronauts <laughs> and that kind of thing. And yeah, I just, I just want to be happy and I, and I want to do a job that I love and, and be happy ultimately because I think that's the most important thing. When we look at the popularity of things like um, the Book of Rebel Girls and... I love that book. Great book. And the Women in Science or something. Yeah, Yeah. some really fantastic books for young girls out there today. Do you think that actually, you know, we try and be so high tech and we say it's Instagram, social media, actually we're talking about young, young girls. We're talking about getting girls at seven and eight and changing their attitudes then so they don't, not even changing allowing them not to go down an attitude which says what you look like is the be all and end all. Do you think literature is the best way to do that? I think it definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I think that we could be encouraging our kids to read more books. We probably don't anymore because of YouTube and things like that. But yeah, I do. I think it's really important. And I and I love the fact that those, that those books you mentioned, um, Women in Science and Rebel Girls, have been yeah. so successful because it's all sold out, hasn't it? Yeah, the girl, every, young, every young girl who's like seven or eight has read that book. My niece has got yeah. one of those books and she's read it twice now. I want one. They're obsessed. <laughs> like, yeah. Give me some. Yeah, yeah they're brilliant. Honestly, I, it's, it's great. And I, I actually got one for my boyfriend's um, niece last Christmas and um, she loves it as well. So, yeah, I, let's just keep writing really happy, yeah. positive books. But also pushing to get them um, added to school reading lists because the reality is is that we could buy those books for our loved ones, but there are families that actually, you know, don't have books in in the house and tech or watching or possibly not even watching something on on YouTube is the first option. But if it's in a school, then it's different because it's there, there's reading time and they can access it on their own terms. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree. It all starts with education, I think. And um, we need to, you know, now the teachers that are going to schools now are our age. So yeah. they've grown up around social media. But I think the generation above us are a bit old. Perhaps <laughs> don't understand how to Hold do on. an Instagram selfie. How old is How old are you? I was, just basking, yeah. I was just basking in the flattery of Charlie <laughs> saying our age. I was <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes definitely. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I think that now we can or we should start talking about the effects of social media, mm-hmm. the effects of porn, I think, on young men and how yeah. women don't look like that, mm-hmm. how girls, you know, shouldn't look at magazines and aim to be, yeah. you know, what they see in there. I think I think it is time for a discussion. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Agree. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us today. If, um, so the book is called Misfit. Yes. And it's out in stores now. Yes, everywhere. I, I, can I mention names? Yeah, absolutely. Can. Waterstones, Where W. Smiths, <laughs> Amazon, Foils. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. I keep going into shops and looking. <laughs> it's great. It is really good. I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. And um, if people want to find out more about you, more about the All Women Project, where should they be looking? Probably Instagram. Which is? Charlie Howard. All at Charlie Howard. Yep. And at All Woman Project. Fabulous. 
Charlie, thank you so much for joining us and for doing what you've been doing. You're making a fabulous impact on the oh, world. Thanks, thank guys. I'll come back here more often. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome <laughs> anytime. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> um, we would love to know what you have, like, what have you learned from that? What have you experienced? Have you had eating disorders? Have you overcome them? How do you think the fashion industry played into that? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, do give us a call 0344-499-1000 or you can tweet us at Talk Radio or at Badass Women's Hour HR or you can text us, I always forget that. Text talk any message to 87222 as a 25p plus standard message rate. Um, we will be here all the way till 10pm. We've got some great stuff coming up, including women's participation in the Olympics. What is going on at the Winter Olympics? Like, actually, what is going on at the Winter Olympics? Because we don't know. Uh, raw food. Is it good for you or not? We're going to find out the truth. Mm. And the stock market volatility. If you don't know what it is, we will be teaching you. All of that coming up here on Badass Women's Hour. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.